0: Joshua, and we're excited about it. So I want you to grab your Bibles and go to the book of Joshua. Let's go to chapter 10 today. Let's go to chapter 10. I want to welcome everybody that watches online. I want to welcome all of our friends and family around the world that are part of Calvary Church Online. We're glad that you are connected today every single week we hear testimonies of people that have made a decision to follow Jesus because of online campus or people that are watching with their families in living rooms and it's awesome so we're glad that you're connected as well in fact church why don't we give them a big big hand come on everybody that's connected all over the world we've been in the book of Joshua and if you missed it this book has been absolutely phenomenal anybody enjoying this series it's been an awesome series it's a book of conquest. It's a book of conquering. It's a book of war, and it teaches us to go after all of God's promises for our life. And I really believe God has promises for all of us. He has prom- The Bible tells us the promises He has for us. The Book of Joshua teaches us how we should go after these promises. Walk in these pram- promises. We are children of Almighty God, and uh, if you've allowed the enemy to lie to you or to deceive you. Uh, Our prayer is that this series would help us conquer and move forward, which is our theme for the year. And uh, Joshua's been an incredible book. Today we're in Joshua chapter 10. Let's go to Joshua chapter 10. And as you're going there, look at the person sitting next to you and tell them, you look phenomenal this morning. Smile at some people around you. Look at the person on the other side. Tell them, I think you're sitting next to the best looking person in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Encourage yourself as well. (laughs) Some people say that with a whole lot of confidence. You should, you should. The book of Joshua has been amazing. Um, And again, we're going through some certain sections on Sunday, throughout the week, we're all reading a study guide together. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, Today, I'm gonna jump to chapter 10 and I wanna talk about another great story that happened in the book of Joshua that I think we can lean on and learn together. And it's gonna help us as we continue to move forward. Um, let me give you a little bit of context. Of what's happening in the book of John? Uh, in the book of Joshua, chapter ten, uh, Joshua chapter ten, there's been these people that live in the Promised Land, uh, the Canaanites. Uh, they are called Gibbonites. Somebody say the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites deceived Joshua and his leaders, and ended up telling them some story, and then they ended up getting into a relationship with Joshua and the leaders. Like, hey, let's work together. We're gonna be people who live together on this land. The enemies that live in the surrounding areas, they're not happy that the Gibeonites have entered into this kind of relationship with Joshua and the people of God. These are evil people, evil kings. So they decide to attack. That's where we're picking it up. Five kings are upset that the Gibeonites have gone into a covenant relationship with Joshua and its leaders. Are you following me? So that's where we're picking it up. Joshua chapter 10, go down to verse three. We're gonna read some verses today. And I think it's an awesome story, so I want to read a little bit. Follow along with me. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put it up on the screen. If you're watching online, we're going to put it up on your screen as well. Beginning in verse 3, the word of the Lord says this. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hohem, king of Hebron, to Piram, king of Jarmuth, to Japhia, king of Lachish, and to Debir, king of Eglon, saying, come up to me and help me let us strike gibeon for it has made peace with joshua and with the people of israel then the five kings of the amorites the king of jerusalem hebron the king of jarmuth the king of lachish and the king of eglon they gathered their forces and went up with all their armies and encamped against gibeon and made war against it verse 6 and the men of gibeon They sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal saying, do not relax your hands from your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us, help us. For all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the hill country are gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal. He and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them. For I have given them into your hands. Not a man shall stand before you. So Joshua came up suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal. And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel. He struck them with a great blow at Gibeon, chased them by way of ascent at Beth Haran, and struck them as far as Azekah and Macada. Verse 11. And as they fled before Israel, while they were going down the ascent of Beth Haran, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven on them as far as Ezekiah, and they died. There were more who died because of the hailstones than the sons of Israel killed with the sword. And at that time, Joshua, he spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, stand still at Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ahalon, And the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jashar? The sun stopped in the midst of heaven and did not hurry to set for about a whole day. There has been no day like it before or since when the Lord heeded the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. For the Lord fought for Israel. Come on, let's say that together. For the Lord fought for Israel. Today, out of Joshua chapter 10, out of those about 11 verses that we read, let's learn together what the book of Joshua chapter 10 can help us in our daily walk as we move forward. I believe as we lean into the Word of God, we're going to get better today and leave out of here better than how we came in. Anybody believe that today? I'm believing that. We see an incredible miracle in Joshua chapter 10. And out of this miracle, out of this story, I want to share this message today that I've titled, I've got divine intervention. I've got divine intervention. Come on. Why don't you look at three, four people around, high five and tell them, I've got divine intervention. I've got divine intervention intervention come on let's uh, talk about joshua chapter 10 we're gonna believe for an incredible day and believe that god's gonna speak to us here we're gonna learn together and grow together and then let's go have an incredible sunday outside and then with family and friends amen? amen come on let's pray together father we thank you we love you thank you for the amazing day that we've had so far thank you for everybody here and watching online our entire family around the world thank you for this household of faith god thank you uh, that you are moving in this place, that you're doing something special. It's absolutely amazing to see revival happening, God. We, we love you. And uh, thank you for loving people like us. We don't deserve it, but you've been kind and good to us, God. And for that, we love you. Thank you, God. Today, I pray that you open up our eyes to see you, we wanna see you more clearly. We love you, God. We believe that if we see you better, our lives will get better, God. And so we thank you, we love you, and it is in the name of Jesus that we pray that all of God's people say, come on, all of God's people say, come on, if you believe that, can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? (laughs) Thinking about this story of God intervening on behalf of the Israelites, it reminded me of a movie. I was talking with Diana this past week and it reminded me of a movie. Uh, A movie that I think is possibly one of the best movies of all time. It reminded me of uh, The Lion King. Anybody love The Lion King? Absolutely incredible movie. And I I thought about The Lion King because there's this one scene in the movie. uh, If you remember, there's a young little lion cub named Simba. Simba is uh, the heir to the throne and, and Simba has a friend named Nala and they're wandering and they, they wander into a place they're not supposed to. And Simba and Nala, they, they get surrounded by a number of hyenas. Everybody remember the hyenas in the movie? And if you haven't seen the movie, go home and see it today, life-changing. But uh, the, <laughs> the hyenas surround Simba and Nala and they want to destroy Simba, kill him because he's the heir to the throne, and 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 they want power over the land. And so the hyenas they come and they're making fun of Simba, they're they're they're, they're threatening him, they're scaring him, and you, you know the hyenas in the movie like you know, the, whatever whatever noise they make, and, uh, <laughs> and, so, and so and so and so and so Simba he tries to to defend himself and Nala. And and he he musters up all the energy he can and and all the strength he can, and he lets out a roar. And if you watch the movie, I mean, Simba, he just looks fierce. But his roar, not so much. (laughs) And Simba, with all he can, he just goes, (laughs) 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 That's a bad example. Uh, I should have thought of another one. the hyenas start laughing, like you're laughing. The hyenas start laughing and they're like, "Like that's not intimidating, Simba. Like, that's not going to scare us. And I think one of them is like, do it again, do it again. They're, like, they're, not, scared. <laughs> they're not scared of Simba. It's Simba, you know, he's frustrated. He, he's the young little uh, cub and, and he's like, oh yeah, like you're trying me, especially in front of the girl I like. And, uh, you know, he tries to like impress Nala. So he, he gathers up strength one more time and energy one more time. And he's going to let out a roar that is going to scare the hyenas away. And He gasps and he gets ready and all of a sudden he roars. This time is different. This time there is a massive roar that scares Simba himself. (laughs) The hyenas are shook. They are scared. They are terrified because there's been a massive roar. As Simba opened up his mouth, an enormous roar came out. Roar! That was terrible. (laughs) That was a bad roar. It was way better than that. And what they come to find out is that Mufasa has come in to save Simba and Nala. The father has intervened, and it wasn't Simba's roar that scared the hyena. It was Mufasa who is now in the picture. It is the Lion King that stepped in. I thought about that example because I think life... Life often looks like there's a bunch of hyenas around us and they want to destroy us. I don't know if it's happened to you where some weeks are just rough. Some weeks it looks like all of hell has broken loose against us. If it's not a sickness, if it's not a disease, bad report from a doctor, if it's not the flesh, tempting you with all kind of addictions and all kind of circumstances and problems telling you you're no good and you're never going to get better you're never going to make progress you're never going to be set free you're never going to accomplish all that God has for you you're always going to be stuck you're always going to be a failure you're always going to have a crippling anxiety and you're never going to be able to be free if it's not the flesh it's the world The world is laughing in your face, tempting you with all kind of circumstances, situations, to lie, to cheat, to steal, to turn away from God. The world will laugh at us like a hyena. Do it again. Fail again. Come once again. Let's go to a place you shouldn't be. Step away from God's will for your life. And if it's not the flesh and if it's not the world, it is Satan himself who comes with a lying spirit to deceive us in our ear. I don't know if I'm alone, but Satan has come to lie, to deceive, to steal, kill, and destroy all that God has for us. And the problem and the challenge that we have often is that we surrender when surrounded. When life seems to surround us, when life gets difficult and challenging we tend to give up. This is too tough. I'm not going to church this morning. I, I've had problems with the flesh, with the world, with Satan. I've, I've been surrounded by the enemy. I'm, I'm, I'm not joining Dream Team. I'm not going to my connect group this week because me and the wife just got into a fight. Me and my kids are not seeing eye to eye. My financial life is a am- mess. I stumbled again in this addiction and this habit. I can't seem to move forward. And so we surrender. We give up on all that God has for us and all the promises that he has for our life. Things are not working out the way I thought they were going to work out. I thought by now life would look much different. And so we give in, we throw in the towel and we stop serving and we stop seeking and we stop praying and we stop believing that God maybe has a plan and a destiny for us. But I just love that we have a God who intervenes on the behalf of his children. I don't know about you, but I'm a witness and I'm a testimony that when my strength has gone out and when my roar hasn't been enough, there's a God who steps in and he roars for me. Come on, anybody this morning. Has God ever stepped into your life? And when you were weak, he was strong. Come on, when you couldn't keep going, he showed up. Come on, when all your strength and all your wisdom ran out, God stepped into the picture. And today I want to encourage somebody, you felt like throwing in the towel on your marriage, on your relationship with your kids, on your personal life, on that habit, on that addiction, on that sin, on the flesh, on the mind, on toxic thoughts, on crippling thoughts. I wanna tell you there's a greater roar. You hold on because the Father, he'll step in. Come on, he's a God that fights for us. He's a God that roars for us. He's a God that's on our side. Come on, there's a God that will fight your battles. He will step in and he will scare the enemy away. That's the God that we have. He's a God who fights on our behalf. He goes before us, behind us, and he surrounds us with his goodness and with his mercy. Anybody grateful for that God? Why don't you give him a praise? Come on he's a good God he's an awesome God and I know it may not look like it. I know it may look like life is thrown as challenges and you're saying, but it looked like the sickness beat our family. It looked like the disease beat his life. It looked like I never got the miracle. I never got the healing. I never got the response, but I want to tell you, it may not look like it, but God has victory on the other side. This is the God that we have. You may not get it on this side, but on the other side, the roar at the end is a roar of victory. We serve a God, the Bible says, in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. He works out all things for the good of those who love him. In other words, his final roar is a roar of victory over your life. I know it looks like defeat, but tell your neighbor it's not what it looks like. Come on, there's a God who intervenes on our behalf. And at the end, we do win. That's why today I want to tell you this, move forward in faith because the fight is already fixed. Last night, I don't know about you, but I was on the edge of my seat with that Boston and Heat game. I couldn't believe it. It looks like we were going to win easily and they start climbing back. And if there's any team I hate, it's the Boston Celtics. Have you ever left the DVR on or you've gotten the news that the game already won? I go home and I watch it much differently because I already know the final score. Now it doesn't matter what's happening in the third quarter, the second quarter, the fourth quarter. I don't care if Jimmy Butler goes down. Now when I'm watching the game again, I know we won in the end anyways. And so when you know you win in the end, you watch the game with a whole lot of peace because the game, the results are already in. Can I tell you, this fight is already fixed. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws. I know the end results. I know I'm winning. I know I'm healed. I know I'm saved. I know I'm free. I know I'm delivered. On the other side, I got victory because my God is in the fight, and the fight is already fixed. Come on, I've got divine intervention. He steps into my fight and he helps me. Can I get an amen? Amen. The book of Joshua has been amazing if you've been with us. It's been like a movie, like a Netflix series. It should turn it into one. It's been action-packed. Five weeks ago, we started, we started to study as a church, and I mean, what a book. We started in chapter 1 where Moses dies. Moses, the incredible leader, he dies and Joshua is now the new leader of the people of God. And we talked about moments of transition in our life where perhaps certain people, certain things are, they're, they're now not in your life. And God wants you to move forward into a new season of your life. Joshua chapter 1 is incredible. Then we, we learned about Rahab and how God shows grace to Rahab in chapter 2. And she's a woman of the night. She's a prostitute. And God shows her love, mercy, and grace. Anybody grateful for that God? Come on. When we were far from God, He showed us grace and mercy. Come on. None of us deserve that grace, but He's been good to us. Amen. Look at Joshua's beautiful. Then they get to the Jordan River and they cross the Jordan River and God, he literally opens up a river in chapter three for them to walk on dry ground to finally enter into the promised land. And then we start to find out that the promised land is also a problem land. In life, you just got to live long enough and you'll start to find out it's a problem land. Marriage looks amazing and the honeymoon is amazing. But soon as you find out that it can also be full of problems. Not my marriage, but perhaps yours. (laughs) (laughs) All good things come with challenges. All good things come with obstacles that you got to work through and and some people want the promises of God with no kind of obstacles and no kind of problems. And, and I think that people who, who fight and figure it out and stand up and do not surrender, you start to walk in promises because we didn't quit in the first problem. We didn't throw in the towel into the second problem. Anybody with me? And, and I believe that you got to keep going because there's things for us to conquer and move into that God wants you to conquer and, and to possess. But you can't give up that easily because you move into the promised land, and you're going to find problems. And you're going to find enemies and challenges, the flesh, the world, saying everything is throwing everything it can at you. But again, there's a God who fights for you. And all of a sudden, they, they get into the city in chapter 6. It's Jericho, and it's a walled city. And we see that together. They march around the city, and they praise together and blow the trumpets together until the walls come down. And God gives them victory over that as well. I think uh, as we look at the book of Joshua and we see all these enemies, we see that there's enemies on the outside, but there's also enemies on the inside. In fact, I think sometimes the biggest enemy is our inner me. It's the enemy inside that keeps us from walking into all of the pro- all the promises that God has for us. It's the enemy on the inside. It's that, it's that voice that says you have no faith to keep going and believing that God has something awesome for your life. It's that voice that says you're always going to be a failure. It's that voice that says life is never going to change. It's that voice that says God doesn't have a promise for you. It's maybe for some people in the third row or the fifth row, but never for you. And it's that voice that you have to conquer. It's that addiction. It's that bad habit. It's that sinful life that you got to say, okay, unless I conquer the inside, I will never be able to conquer the outside. And some of us, we want all the promises on the outside that God has for us. But first you got to win some victories on the inside. That bad anger, that temper, that gossip, that, that, come on, anybody with me? I got to win some battles on the inside. If I'm going to win some battles on the outside and every single one of us, we have challenges on the inside. We all got issues on the inside. Anybody here without challenges on the inside? Pray for us. Pray for us if you have no challenges on the inside. But all of us deal with all kinds of different attitudes and things and sin that wants to pop its head up in our life. And, you know, we got to start fixing things. And, you know, that's why the Apostle Paul says, examine me. See if there's any wicked way in me. Examine me. Search me, oh God. You can't walk in promises outside until you start conquering the inside. Some of us, we got to start figuring it out. I've talked to people who said, well, I've had a problem here and I went over here and I got in this group and I got a problem over there too. And then I went to this other church and I don't know why, I just ran into another problem there. And, and then I, I happened to join this other connect group and, and I just found some people there. I just some challenges. After a while, it's just like, I'm going to share something with you and I don't want to mean to offend you, but could you be the problem? <laughs> right, like, like some of us, we keep putting our problems on people when perhaps the problem is in us. You go read through Joshua chapter six, all the way through chapter 10, and they had some issues inside that they had to conquer. There were some of them that were sinning. There were some of them that were lying to God. Some of them that were hiding stuff from God. Some of us, we want God to fix our marriages, fix our families. But inside, you got to conquer some of those things inside and say, God, I need a pastor, a mentor. I need a therapist. I need to get in a connect group. I need to join dream team. I need to get better on the inside to be able to walk it out on the inside. The biggest enemy is my inner me. And if I can conquer that, I can walk on the outside way better. Now, what's happened in Joshua chapters 9 and 10 is extremely interesting. There's been these people called the Gibeonites. One more time, can you say the Gibeonites? The Gibeonites were these people that heard about the people of God, heard about Joshua, and they're scared, they're terrified because they're saying they're gonna wipe us out. So let's make a relationship with them. And how they did it is they deceived Joshua and his leaders. And they said, Well, we come from a faraway land. And would you make a treaty with us? And let's sign a treaty. We will serve you and we will live for you. We will help you. Just let us live. And Joshua and his leaders get the seed and they say, Fine, work with us and we'll conquer this land together. Well, there's five kings in the surrounding neighborhoods and cities that hear about what the Gibbonites did, and these kings are upset. These kings are angry. They're like, How could the Gibbonites get into a relationship with Joshua? And his people. You ever notice that when you ch- try to change for good, everything starts coming against you? When all of a sudden you decided to start serving God and go to church and I'm going to join a dream team this past Sunday, like all of a sudden, people from nowhere will start getting mad at you. All of a sudden you decided to start living for God and the enemy starts throwing all kinds of things your way because you want to change your ways. I don't want to be wicked no more. I want to conquer on the inside. I want to start living for God. The enemy starts getting, when you were living for Satan, when you were out there in the club dancing, the Macarena and you were dancing, When you were getting high as a kite, when you were being wicked and evil, like the enemy was celebrating that because you were on his team. The minute you decide to switch teams, oh, all of hell breaks loose, and now everything starts falling apart. Now, this one's angry, and the family, and the kid lost his mind, and the employer got mad, and the car broke down. Everything seems to start going wrong because the enemy knows you're no longer on his team, and you're going to start conquering, and you're going to start moving forward. It's not time to quit. Come on, I got a God who roars for me i've got divine intervention all of a sudden it's like everything broke loose in my life because you decided to join god's team the enemy knows five kings get upset and they're like these people have committed treason these are wicked kings evil kings they decide to go and attack the gibbonites the gibbonites know they're in trouble this is one small tribe and now there's five kings and all of their armies that have decided to collectively come and fight against them. They make a coalition to come fight. Sometimes it seems like there's spiritual warfare in our life and the enemy has made a coalition of all kinds of things to come against us. And the Gibeonites know they're in trouble and, and they're saying, well, this is why we came into a relationship with Joshua. And so they go running to Joshua. Joshua! <laughs> Joshua! Joshua! <laughs> Oh, we are going to die. There are five kings coming our way, and we're going to die. And Joshua, instead of being like, we don't even know who you are, you lied to us to get into a relationship with us. You deceived us. Fight your own battle. Joshua has mercy and compassion on the Gibbonites and defends them. He goes to battle for them. This is very similar to what happened in chapter 2 with Rahab. Because Joshua, we learn in the Hebrew, is the name Joshua. Joshua represents an Old Testament figure of Jesus. And the same way that the Gibbonites call on Joshua is how you and I, who were deceivers, liars, cheaters, sinners, but he showed mercy and compassion to us. And He comes showing us grace the same way he did with Rahab the same way he did with the Gibbonites is the same way He did on my life when I was lying when I was cheating when I wanted nothing to do with him. He showed me grace and compassion and he ran to me and he heard my call. Come on This is the God that we have. He's a faithful God. He's a compassionate God It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. This is the God that we have merciful Savior awesome God So let's finish up. we got a few minutes left. What do we learn from Joshua chapter 10? Number one, I think the first thing we can learn, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, is that we go to him because he cares for us. We go because he cares. Somebody say go. Come on, say it with all you got. Somebody say go. We go to him because he cares. The canaanites they run to Joshua and they're like, Joshua, we, we came into this covenant relationship with you. We are in trouble. And Joshua cares. Joshua shows compassion. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It says that we were separated and he closed the gap and he brought us close. And he made us friends of God. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful I'm a friend of God, though I don't deserve it. And I can go to him because he cares for me. I'll say this: the source you go to determines the success you have. The source you go to will determine the success you have. Who do you go to when you're in trouble? Today there's all kind of sources we can go to. You know what I'm saying? Like today you can you can jump online and try to find all kinds of different kinds of sources. Like people run to some friends, and some 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 of our friends don't even have faith. They they're not gonna help us. Some of them are going through their own challenges. And I'm grateful for good friends, but, but there's some sources that we go to that they're not going to help you. Their life is, is a mess. And you're just like, I just need somebody to help me. And, and sometimes you'll call that group of friends and you know, they'll be really good about gossip and they'll be really good about murmuring, but, but they won't get you out of that problem that you're in what's the source I, I want success in my life i want to move forward in god's plans and purposes so my my source will determine my success and some people go running to horoscopes and some people go running to mediums and some people call 1-800-CLEO but can i tell you like the, the ones that those sources and those mediums call to are the suns and the stars and some and some kind of shells and or crystals and can i tell you there's a god who actually made the crystals there's a god who made the sun there's a god who made the stars and i don't call on creation I call on the Creator. Oh, come on. I can go to Him because He cares for me. I can go directly to the Father. You can go directly to the Father and call on Him because He cares for you. Today, people run everywhere. People get on Twitter and I'm having the worst week ever. What is Twitter going to do? Let me go to Facebook and put my wife left me. Terrible week. You know, today, you can go to Yeshua because He cares. Can can I tell you, he wants to hear from you and me. Maybe you're like, I'm not a pastor. I can't go to him. Like, I've got a messed up past this week, this week. I can't. You can go to him. There's grace. There's forgiveness. He'll show mercy and compassion. Today, maybe you feel like something's in the way. Can I tell you, you run to him. You call on him. He will forgive you, restore you help you because God cares for you. Look what the Bible says in 1st Peter, 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I'm grateful that on a Monday morning or on a Tuesday night, on a Thursday morning, on, on a Friday afternoon when it seems like the world gets heavy, we can run to him. Anybody grateful for that? God help me. I'm anxious. I'm struggling. I got hyenas saying do it again <laughs> I run to him because he cares for me Joshua he, he answers the call of the Gibbonites and they go up to fight for the Gibeonites. it says they march all night and they get to the place where the five kings and their armies are and they begin to wage war and they literally begin to wipe out these five armies not because Joshua and the army was strong, because the God that they serve is strong. The Bible says that they start fighting and they start killing people left and right. Like they start wiping out these evil, wicked people who wanted nothing to do with God. The Bible says that Joshua stands up and he makes a bold, powerful prayer. Joshua stands up in the middle of the battle and he prays, Son, stand still that's a powerful prayer and the Bible says that God heard the prayer of Joshua and the sun did not set because God is a God who answers prayers number one we go because he cares number two we pray because he answers pray because he answers Joshua prayed and God answers today I wonder how our prayer life is I wonder if we really believe that there's a God who moves on our behalf he's a God who heals he's a God who restores he's a God who works out all things for the good of those who love Him. have you prayed about your situation I'm not just talking about attending church I'm not just talking about worship I'm talking about calling on him saying father I need you Joshua knew that we serve a God who answers and he stands up and he says son Stand still. And the sun did not set for about a day. Now, now let's talk about this really quick because there's been a lot of controversy over this verse. People are like, well, first of all, that prayer, he said it wrong. Because the sun is not the one that moves. It's the earth that rotates around the sun. And it's like, yeah, for sure. But we also use words like sunrise and sunset. And it's the earth that rotates around the sun. And so I've heard scientists, I've heard weather reporters on TV saying, tomorrow the sunrise no, tomorrow the earth rotates. <laughs> it's just poetic language that we use. Like, oh, let's go to the beach and see a sunrise. The sun is not rising. We're, we're moving and rotating around the sun. So it's the same way that we use that language that he basically says, sun, stands still. Another thing that makes it a little complex is like, well, if the, if the earth stops rotating, everything would fall apart. Imagine a car going 100 miles an hour, all of a sudden braking like completely just break it. everything will move forward. If the earth stops spin, spinning, scientifically, like it would all fall apart. Now, if you have a problem believing that God can't make the sun stop or the earth stop rotating and things not fall apart, then you don't believe that your God is that powerful and that miraculous. I just happen to believe every word in Scripture. And the same way he can make the earth to stop while the earth stopped rotating, I believe he could still make gravity happen, life happen, the universe happen. The same way he makes a life in the womb. The same way he makes a heart and the brain. The same way that the sun has been shining for years and years and years. That's the God of miracles. The same way he heals. The same way he frees. The same way he delivers. This is the God that we serve, a God of miracles. Now, scientifically, we probably say, well, this makes no sense, but it's the God who made it, all work. And he can stop it if he wants to. Historically, now they've gone back in Chinese calendars, European calendars. Calendars all throughout history, they've gone back to see that there is a missing day in history. Do the research. Everybody says around sometime in B.C., and most dates go back to this exact date. Something happened in our planet that one day is missing from the calendar. The Bible says the sun stopped, stood still, or the earth stopped rotating for about a day. I just believe we have a God that when we pray, he intervenes. He steps in. He will make everything stop to defend his children. I'm glad that when I pray, he answered. The Bible says, call on me and I will answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things. Today, are you praying? He'll free your children. Pray, he'll heal on your behalf. Pray and he'll provide. Pray and he'll make a way. Pray and God will answer. This is the God that we have. We pray and he answers. He may not answer how you like or when you like, but he will make it happen. Here's all I know: that if you pray to the SON, he can stop the SUN. I pray to the Sun, He'll make the sun move on my behalf somehow some way. He'll make my strength longer. He will, he will make my wisdom better. He'll, he'll, he'll help me with grace and favor. He'll prolong my days. When I put him first in my finances, he makes my finances long. There's a way that God just he miraculously stretches things and stops things and makes things happen on my behalf. You call him and he steps in with a roar. The Bible says he threw them into a panic. Number One, I go to God because he cares. Number two, I pray because he answers. Yes. Today, if you haven't, I, I, I'm just going to encourage you. I think you need to start a prayer life today. Mm-hmm. Today, you don't need to pray for an hour on your face. I mean, I'm talking about Him the first five minutes of your day. Yes. That alone will start making a difference. You wake up first thing in the morning and before checking TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, emails, text, before you put up the first selfie of the day and before you put up your lunch food, like, why don't we give him five minutes? Say, God, I'm going to pray because you answer. I'm going to pray because you answer. The Bible says this in the book of Psalm, I believe it's chapter 34. If we could put it up. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. Prayer is powerful. And you and I, we can pray and we can talk to the Father and he'll move on our behalf. Number one, we go because he cares. Number two, we pray because he answers. Third and finally, as the band comes up, we trust because God fights with us. We trust because God fights with us. They were outnumbered. I mean, this is five kings. You got to go back and read chapters 9 and 10. and It's beautiful. And this week, we'll read through some of the verses of the book of Joshua. And as you do in the study guide, like go back and read these chapters. They're powerful. It's five kings, five armies coming against Joshua. They're outnumbered. But what I love is... Right at the beginning, when Joshua goes to talk to God, God says, go, because I've already delivered them into your hand. The fight has been fixed. You're gonna go fight, but the fight has already been won. And as they went to fight, God showed up. The same way Mufasa showed up behind Simba. Me and you, we got a small roar. We're surrounded and all we can do is run. But God shows up. And it says that, that while they were fighting, God let it rain down hail from the heavens. And it says that the hail from heaven killed more enemies than the sword of Joshua and the Israelites. Because whatever you try to do in your own strength will never be as much as God can do in his strength. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're can you? T- can I tell you, God wants to show us that we are weak because that's when he's strong. He'll tell you, I'm fighting with you. Keep fighting. I will never leave you. The fight has already won, but keep going. I want you to go and conquer some of these promises. I want you to go after all that God has for you. There's people here today that God is saying, stand up. Don't surrender. Don't quit. There's promises for you, for your marriage, for your family, for your future. There's a hope and a future for your life. Go after it. Stand up. Fight, because I fight with you. The Bible says that God... He let it rain down hail. It says he routed them out. He threw them into a panic. God basically destroyed them for Joshua and the Israelites. Because while we work, God fights with us. He's fighting with you. Today, you're not alone in the fight. Today, there's a big roar behind you. The Bible says that they basically end up defeating this armies. They kill the five kings. And they go on city after city taking ground for God, wiping out all of the evil and wickedness that existed. It's a huge lesson. Every evil and wicked thing that exists in our heart, God, wipe it out. God, make me clean because I want to conquer promises. Toward the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua stands up in the front of the people. Look what he says in Joshua chapter 23, verse three. And you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. I love this line. For it is the Lord your God who has fought for you. Come on, can we say that together? For it is the Lord your God who has fought for you. One more time. For it is the Lord your God who has fought for you. How did you get through that problem? Well, let me tell you. It is the Lord God who has fought for me. How would you make it through that cancer thing that they declared over you? It is the Lord God who has fought for me. How would you make it through that divorce? It is the Lord God who has fought for me. But how would you make it out of that depression? It was the Lord God who has fought for me. I'm not alone in this battle. I walk, I move forward, and the Lord, he fights with me. The Lord, he's on my side. He's with you. He has promises that you can go after. He fights for your side. He is fighting with you, not against you. Come on, anybody grateful for that God? Come on, why don't we sing it out? thank you because I know um, a lot of us got places to go but if you could just hold on a second and that's why we say stay until the very end it's important I believe God's Spirit is in this place I believe the same way he's moving here he's moving in people's homes and lives watching online as well and I think if we should just wait for a moment and not let distractions go by I think lunch will wait just a second and we try to do services an hour and 15 I mean it's really quick why don't we close our eyes for a second I believe God wants to free some people, heal some people, deliver some people. Come on, why don't we pray? Right there where we're at, why don't you start praying? And maybe you haven't started a prayer life. Come on, why don't you make the day today where you, come on, one pastors, dream team. Come on, why don't we lift up our voice and start praying? And believe that today God wants to do something special in our life and our families and our kids and our marriages and our personal lives. And today, come on, start saying, God, help me with my inner me that's been my greatest enemy. God, help me, God. I know you got promises for me, and I know you got things for me ahead, but God, help me, God, to today conquer some of these things on the inside, God. Come on, help me with this bad temper, and help me with the gossiping, and help me with the negative thinking, and help me with the faithlessness, and help me to believe and trust your word. Come on, we're the people of God. Let's pray. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Come on, pastors, let's lift up our voices. Where are the pastors at and leaders at? Come on, let's pray. Connect group leaders. Why don't you lift up your voices and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to move? I believe God's healing people, freeing people, saving people. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you help us to conquer. Help us that you step in and you roar on our behalf. Thank you that we've got divine intervention. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. With eyes closed, head bowed, I believe that there's some people here today. I just sense this in my heart, and I don't know who this is for, but whether you're here watching online, but we can have every eye closed, every head bowed, but maybe you're here today, and, and you're saying, I need divine intervention. feels like everything has made like this charge against me feels like there's been a coalition of attacks from my flesh, my mind, the world. I feel like I keep failing. I feel like I keep struggling. You know Jesus, but, but you need a divine intervention. And today you're saying, God, I need you to roar on my behalf. I need you to step in. He will. Today you can go to him because he cares. You can pray because he answers. And you can trust because he fights with you. that's you can you lift up your hand we got pastors all over the auditorium why don't you lift up your hands as high as you can I'm gonna ask pastors leaders to walk around the auditorium oh if you can help me find some of the other pastors come on we can lift up our hands all across this place if that's you lift up your hand as high as you can we're gonna pray for you today in Jesus name today you're saying I need him to roar on my behalf Maybe it's for a personal healing. Maybe it's for deliverance. Maybe it's for freedom. Maybe it's for a family circumstance and situation. Come on, let's pray together. I believe that the Holy Spirit is moving today and healing, saving, freeing. Come on, he he cares for us. He loves us. Come on, let's pray knowing that he cares for us. Let's pray knowing that he he takes his time. He cares about the details of our life. Come on, church, help us to pray. If you don't have your hands raised, pray for that person next to you hallelujah father we thank you we thank you that you're here today we thank you that you care we thank you that you love us holy spirit we thank you that you're moving in this place and online and i pray that today you come healing and i pray that today you come saving and i pray that today you come free in the mighty name of jesus i pray today god every single person that's up against an impossibility every single person that it looks like satan and all of is demons and broken loose against them. Today, God, I pray that you roar on their behalf. God, that they would know that they're not alone, they're not forsaken, but that you're with them. That there's a God who fights for them and with them in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that courage would come up on the inside, knowing that when we're weak, you're strong, knowing that when we're done, you're just getting started. Holy Spirit, I pray that you fill people from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. In the name of Jesus, I pray that today you give supernatural grace, supernatural strength. I pray that today every demon, every spirit from hell has to go in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that fear has to go, sickness has to go, disease has to go, confusion has to go, dysfunction has to go. And I pray that you bring lives to order, to order lives to order in the name of jesus and i pray that the peace of god will rule in our mind body and soul god we thank you for your grace we thank you for your healing power we thank you that you care for us we thank you that you answer we thank you that you fight hallelujah pastors try to get in the aisles if you can't lay hands on a person if they still haven't prayed for you keep your hand lifted father in the name of jesus We believe for healing today. Cancer has to bow its knee at the name of Jesus. We pray for tumors to disappear in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray for mental health disorders to go in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would make minds well and healthy, bodies well and healthy. We pray that you restore marriages today, God. Marriages that have been separated, that you unite them today in Jesus' name. God, I'm praying for anybody with any kind of illness, disease, mental, physical, spiritual. In Jesus' name, be healed. Thank you. You care, God. Thank you that you answer. Thank you that you fight. The enemy may come in one way. Your word says that you confuse them and send them out seven different ways. And right now, we tell the enemy to leave in Jesus' name. Leave our life, leave our mind, leave my family. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord, God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, we're leaving in just a minute. If you're here today and you don't know God, if you're watching online you don't know God, maybe it's your first time here, second time here, first or second time watching online, I want to tell you there's a God who loves you. Maybe you're thinking about all your mistakes. All of us have made mistakes. We've sinned, we've lied, we've cheated. But the Bible says that God loves us so much he sent his only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed my sin, your sin. There's not one perfect person in this place. We've all lied, cheated, stole, done wrong, thought wrong. The Bible says that Jesus grabbed the sins of the world, put them on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he died for the sins of humanity. The Bible says that Jesus died on the cross, he went down to a grave, he was dead for three days. But after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is alive. Come on, as we're praying with eyes closed, head bowed. If you're here today, you say, Alex, I need a brand new beginning. Alex, I need forgiveness for my sins. I want a relationship with this God. I want Jesus to save me, heal me, forgive me. With every eye closed, if that's you, I'm gonna count to three. When I count to three, lift up your hand as high as you can. If you're saying, I need a new start, I need forgiveness. I need to begin again. Brand new. Doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. At the count of three, you raise your hand. Hold it up for a second. I just want to see who I'm praying for Then you can put it right back down. Hands already going up. One, two, three. Raise your hand as high as you can. As high as you can. I see you. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. 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 You can put your hands back down. Hands everywhere. If you're watching online, let us know in the chat so you can make that prayer with us. We got pastors and leaders. With every eye closed, every head bowed, say this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that I need you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected I'll live for you all the days of my life. From today on, I'm saved, I'm healed, and I'm free. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Hey, if you raise your, if you raise your hand. Bible for you outside. Pass by the connect tent. You're going to see it. We'll give it to you absolutely free. Thank you, Jordan. Come on, why don't we lift our hands? Let's leave out of here celebrating all that God has done. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and tell them, I got divine intervention. Give somebody a hug. Give somebody a high five. Come on, let's leave out of here. Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. Go before us this week. Thank you that you roar on our behalf. We love you, we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen and amen.